It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— with new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Thursday again. Tell everybody to lock in, grab some popcorn, a drink, and go and throw your AirPods in. It's the one-hour show, constantly speaking facts. Bulletproof stats are always shooting from Matt. And when it comes to Kyle, you getting numbers and style. Jake is going to educate you. He has that knowledge on fire. Players, step your game up. Don't be sluggish or lazy. Or Jimmy J might hit you with a shaky baby. Catch him on YouTube or any podcast platform. Breaking all the news down like Shaq does the backboards. No hot takes. This is where the hottest debate's at. Now kick your feet up, because it's time for straight facts. What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to Straight Facts, a sports show that educates and entertains. You know what it is. Presented by the Up On Game Podcast Network. It's your boy, James Jackson, Kyle Sirik, Stat Matt Robinson. Jake Galley is off yonder. He's actually doing really important business he's right now. Yeah, he's doing big yeah. things <laughs> right now. Let's let's give it up for Jake Galley. He's actually interviewing some, some UFC champions. We'll wait till he announces exactly who that is. But when he does, make sure you go and follow Jake on all the content he's doing. But... For the content that we're doing today, we're doing so. We're talking about something we we don't always talk about. Actually, I don't know if we've ever had an episode. We did before. last year. We we talked about it in a similar way. We're going to right now. Okay, but I'm excited. Excited. It, oh, it's it's the best month of the year, in my opinion. March Madness, man, the month of champions, and we got we got to break it down. So for the for the first time, you get a a straight facts focused March Madness episode. And we're ready to dive into it. So first thing, before we get into the actual bracket busting and everything like that, overall sense of the tournament, I first want to ask you guys, and Kyle, you you, you, you brought this question up first, and I, I like the, the difference of it. Who are you most confident? Not necessarily your champion, because it's easy to just say who we think is going to win the tournament. Right. But who are you most confident in? I guess their path, the team in itself, not necessarily who you think is going to win. Yeah, and actually I'm going with that exact standards. The team I'm actually most confident in the tournament isn't really the one I'm picking in my bracket pools. And I know it sounds weird, but that team's Gonzaga. One, I think they have the easiest region 
in the West. The two seeds, Duke, I'm still not in on them. The four is Arkansas. I'll get to them later. I don't think they're good. The three is Texas Tech. What do we know about that? So I think I'm most confident in Gonzaga. We saw them get to the championship last year. Ultimately, you know, fall up a little short. Mm -hmm. But really, I look at every other division, and there's not one team I could pull and be like, I know that team's going to the Final Four. And I'm not going to stamp any team to the Final Four, but I think the team with the best shot by far, who also happens to have the best shot in Vegas's eyes to even win the championship, is Gonzaga. In my eyes, I'm most confident in Gonzaga, but it comes to the caveat, I'm not picking them. I got to I saw that the caveat's a little weird, but I, I understand it. I we gotta, went, let me, we let me, went through quick. all this backstage, so I understand it so now. So I don't think Gonzaga's the best team in the country. No. In this tournament, I think they have the best path to success. That's why I'm most confident. Um, but also going forward, Gonzaga's the favorite um, in the public's perception. So if you're in bracket pools, I think it's actually counterintuitive to pick Gonzaga as your champion, right? Say you're with a pool with 100 people. Well, 30 of them are going to pick Gonzaga to win at least. That means even if Gonzaga wins the championship, you have to beat out 29 other tiebreakers to yeah, win the pool. Points and stuff That's what I'm like saying. That. So just being smart about it, I'm not going to pick them in my pools. Do I think they win the championship? I think they have the easiest path to do it, but I'm not picking them. Okay, Matt. I'm picking Gonzaga, and I'm the most confident in them. Okay. I don't mind you meshing it together. It's yeah. easier on the brain yeah. if you mesh it together. But go ahead. It's it's the they're hungry. There's they were so close last year. They were undefeated going into that title game. And they got kind of stomped by Baylor, and not kind of, yeah, not not kind of. <laughs> Baylor pulled out a two three match. Yeah, yeah, they, they, was they, tough. Yeah, they, 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 top ten. And and if you just look at the trajectory of Gonzaga for the past twenty five years, it started off as the Cinderella team, eleven seed that upsets people. Then they started getting a little better. Then they're the higher seed mid major that always choked early. They didn't make a final four until the year they lost to UNC in their title game in twenty seventeen. They got back. After that core players left the title game, it's just the natural evolution of that basketball program results in winning a title very soon. And with the way Kyle talked about how the bracket really broke for them really favorably and the fact that they just have that taste of success. I'm most confident in them. And I don't I don't mind that point. I don't mind that take. One, for as much as we've been talking about Gonzaga, this is a program that hasn't won a national championship yet. Right. A lot of people don't don't realize that because like you've said for the past, you know, decade, under the really the Mark Few era, they've been one of the premier teams in college basketball. There is a hunger there. Also, I don't think you could talk enough about Chet Holmgren. I don't mm -hmm. think enough people are talking about the job he's been doing. I mean, th th this kid comes in and is dominating college basketball from the interior like he was dominating Tough. high school basketball. I'm talking about like five, six blocks a game, you know, tw you know, 21 points and 18 rebounds. You know, putting up those type of numbers. I do think Drew Timmy has taken a, a step down, but he doesn't. That's the evolution to. of how the team's made now, though. But the, right. the, and and I like I like how they play this year. Like I liked Corey Kispert last year. I liked the the job that they were doing. But they play a lot a, a faster brand of basketball I this think, year. It's more open yeah. court, and and I think that's tournament play. Like I think that's you got to you got to match the pace of the tournament. With all that being said, I I, just, I can't I don't know. Like I can't I can't pick Gonzaga in the tournament. There's just like. Right. I, I, they're conf I'm confident them. If if this was to make the Final Four, they're they're probably a stamp in the Final Four to me. But I've I've seen them not Going, get not get to the to the top I, of the mountain or not finish the job so many times. I can't I can't do it. And I, I agree with you, but I, I kind of like where Matt's going, which is the narrative wise about building up this program. Well, now they for the first time have the number one recruit in the country. Right, right, right. Jalen Suggs wasn't the number one recruit in the country. 
He was close. He's like three or four. Right. Yeah, he was close. Yeah, he was close. But now you right, get the number one guy. You got the vet coming back, Drew Timmy, who arguably was the best player on the team last year. Not going to be the best NBA player, but college basketball is a different game. So maybe it does make sense to tie it all together. You get this number one recruit. You get a one and done guy. Only probably the second one ever after sucks. Mm-hmm. I think it could make sense. I, I like where you're going. I like where your head's at, Matt. I mean, and, and then the, the the new additions to the team, the guys that you know weren't in the in the limelight last year, but you know step up. The, the Aaron Nemhards of the team now. Yep. Um, like they're they're look. That's a that's a very solid team. I don't like like I entertain the Gonzaga's overrated every year because yeah, like you you go out to the the West Coast Conference and. St. Mary's at the end of the season every year is the only good team you have to play. St. Mary's is mm-hmm. only ranked the last week of the college basketball season every year. It's hilarious. When they have to play Gonzaga on national TV. And they always get a good game, and that's the game that everyone kind of goes, okay, well, Gonzaga does have to play some good teams. There's a reason why Gonzaga ends up back in Elite Eights and Final Fours and makes runs like that year after year after year. This is a very good program. Mark Few is a very good coach. is a very good team. I've just I, – I, I've seen them, you know – get right to the top and not be able to finish the job over right. and over again. Right. I might have to see that muscle get built just like Virginia. Like I might have to see that muscle get built. And then when I see it, I won't ever doubt you again, but you got to prove it for me. But um, my turn to answer yeah. for, for who I think if you, Go you're going to ask me who I'm most confident in, in, in the college basketball tournament. It's Creighton, right? <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm biasly. Yes. I am most confident in Villanova, obviously. But if you, if you, like, yeah, I did really change my perspective on how I saw Villanova basketball. Like, when you see it from a sideline point of view, like, the reason I'm confident is because I see their process. Yeah. And their process is a day in and day out grind, a, a, a attention to details, getting the little things right so you can perfect the big things. And even when you see, you know, their pregame warmups, they come out and do the exact same thing the exact same way every single game to the point where it's, it's, it, it, it mirrors like robotics. Like they, they are just doing, going through the exact same motions and perfecting all, all the same mechanics. And right. when you see a team do that, like from, from so up close, you have no choice, but just to be confident in the way that they do things, obviously right. I'm a huge Villanova fan, but they play the right brand of basketball. They stay the course too. Like I've seen them go down 17 to St. John's and I, I'm ready. You know, I'm, I'm panicking. I'm ready to smash the panic button and we're going to lose in the first round of the Big East tournament. They stay the course, and you know they go on and, and win the game. And then they have one of the best, if not the best leader in college basketball, in Colin Gillespie. And with Justin Moore, that might be the best backcourt. And I value guard play a lot in the tournament. There's my unbiased side. I really do value guard play a lot in the tournament. If you have one of the, I won't stamp them maybe as the best. They're the best. I'm looking around. It's close. But they're they're one of them. The one-two punch of Colin Gillespie and and Justin Moore is one of the top in the country, and that that can lead you a long way. So I'm – go Cats, baby. Come on, man. Yeah, I I mean – You might have to check your bracket. I might actually have them winning in in the – in your pool. We'll see. I I can't check until tomorrow. That would be cheating. But uh, So, actually, that's interesting because you bring up Villanova, and the team I actually think the best in the entire nation right now, the best in the tournament – is Arizona, who happens to be in their South yeah, yeah. bracket. The, same, the, the same reason bracket. I didn't pick them the most confident is there's killers in the South. I mean, Nova we know is great. You just mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Arizona's been great all year, 31-3, and three, I believe it mm-hmm. was. You have Tennessee. You have Houston is a five. Who we beat by 20. Yeah, Houston is a five, and they're like fourth on Kempom. 
like very good team. The four is Illinois, who still has Kofi Coburn. I mean, there's a lot of killers in that bracket. So I think going off of that, uh, I think whoever does end up coming out, it's going to be sick. I think the South is going to be like the East playoffs in the NBA. But whoever comes out of that is going to be battle tested for the. I final just want to say we, we talk about Gonzaga always coming up short. They have a much better track record in the tournament than Arizona has in right. recent years. Mm-hmm. Arizona is the staple of losing in the Elite Eight and yeah. TJ McConnell crying. Yeah, hey, 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 that so 2015, <laughs> that 20, I had them winning that 2015 you know tournament. Is, that was tough. Until last year when they broke into the Final Four, Houston's the same way. Yeah, Houston had the same track record just coming up short. Which is why I mean I've, I've paused if. if you know, pushing back on your Houston points because I do think they're a really good team this year. They're but I've also seen them. They're kind of like a run out of gas team. They like have they, they play really fast and then it kind of stops in like the one thing that I four. like about Houston is that um, they returned a ton of guys from last year's Final Four team. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe all of their starters are either juniors or seniors, so that means a lot for a program like that to have been there already, right? I mean, Gonzaga's best player now wasn't on the team last year. Right. Didn't even get to feel that hurt of coming up short. Now, Drew Timmy definitely felt it, right? A couple of these other guys. Experience in the tournament, too. I I think experienced Houston, it's tough to say. I mean, they're going to do better than last year. I mean, they made the Final Four, but that's a team to look out for, too. Yeah, no. So, so, okay, I think that parlays, you know, into our next segment perfectly when we talk about sleepers. So, we're going to give you a higher seed sleeper and a lower seed sleeper because there's even some some teams that are up there in seeding that – you know, people aren't talking about enough, yeah. too. They haven't hit national radars enough. So I'll start in the far end. Matt, give me your higher seed sleeper first. I uh, mentioned my Kyle Erlich Houston. Yeah. They, <laughs> they should not be a five seed. Right. They are they're fourth in Kempom. They have the tournament pedigree. And they're such a good three-point shooting team. The fact I, – I love three-point shooting in the, in the tournament. Mm-hmm. And they have Marcus Sasser. They have – Kyler Edwards, who doesn't make a lot, but he shoots a lot. And they all have good free throw percentages, too. And that's always a killer. And we saw a lot of teams lose tournament games because a 19-year-old chokes on free throws. Mm. I think Houston, with their experience, with their shooting, and with their thirst to get back, I love... I love veteran college basketball teams. Houston is a, like a tenacious team. You see them yeah. play, like they, they get on you fast. They're similar to Baylor in that way, like a very athletic, very tenacious, very hungry team. And on the defensive end, too. And you're going to yep. shake a lot of teams in the tournament because you can't, you like can't slow down the play of, of March Madness. There's too much intensity. There's too much built up into it. And naturally, it's going to be fast, and Houston dominates that on the defensive end. And they didn't crazy. get rattled. The fact that they lost to Memphis twice convincingly in the regular season, and then they spanked them in the uh, title game for yeah. the AAC. They're a team that they kind of beat their kind of little kryptonite they had in the regular season, and they're just flying high on the way to the tournament. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is safe. It's a place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. For example, it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who experience major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game Presents today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game Presents. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Y'all should see the spreadsheet document Matt has in front of him right now. Yeah, no, it's crazy. It's crazy. (laughs) I'm sitting four feet away from Matt, and there are a thousand numbers on this screen. I can't see right, one. Here's, Matt, here's, here's where you get into a danger. You get into a danger, get yourself too far in the weeds in this thing, man. Like, you're like... You're, there, there are proven um, metrics, though, when it comes to the tournament. Yeah. Now, you cannot create a tournament. But I'm I, a little scared I invited Matt to our bracket pool this yeah, year. Yeah, no, nah, seriously. I mean, this that's, man has the encyclopedia get, of the NCAA tournament. Don't get lost in the right sauce now. over there, yo. <laughs> don't get, don't, don't get too far. I gotta be honest. I slacked a little with my College basketball regular season watching. So I Sorry, you're cramming for the finals right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're cramming for the finals. All right, give me a higher seed sleeper. I'll get the higher seed sleeper. And I think the distinction here really is that the higher seed sleepers are teams we're looking can make a run. Right. A team we could yeah. see make a splash to the Elite Eight, to the Final Four, while maybe these lower seeds, a Sweet 16 is their ceiling, but still, you know, match mm-hmm. up tournament. So my higher seed is a team who's been but more in the focus since this uh, Big Ten tournament just passed. It's Iowa. Yeah. Uh, another team who I think – Shouldn't be a five seed. Now, Houston has a better case to be a higher seed, I think, than Iowa does. Iowa, I mean, they had to go through the gauntlet in the Big Ten regular season. Every team did. That's the nature of college basketball in that division currently. But I think Iowa has, if not the best player in the tournament, a top three player in the tournament in Keegan Murray. Yeah. The kid's a star. I mean, you watch the Big Ten tournament, it was easy to see. I mean, like, it, did, it didn't matter. His brother's on the team, too, whose brother, I think, plays a way bigger role. Like, you watch Iowa games and you're like, oh, Keegan has the ball. Oh, wait, no, that's his brother. Mm-hmm. No, his brother's very good as well, right? Uh, Bohannon's back, hit the big shot, of course, against Indiana. You can call it lucky, whatever. They were put in a position to win that game because of Keegan Murley. The thing I really like about this Iowa team, and I know they have a history of coming up short, uh, really all Fran McCaffrey teams. I'm not sure if Fran McCaffrey has made it past the Sweet 16, 
like you can fact check me. I could be wrong about that, but they always come on short. But they shoot the three really well. Mm-hmm. 37% from three. They don't turn the ball over, only nine turnovers a game. I mean, these are the type of things that really gets you wins in the tournament and they're experienced. Yeah. I mean, but Iowa hasn't made a sweet 16 since 1999. Exactly. Right. And think Despite about all having, the good teams they have. They had a, a back-to-back AP player of the year to, you know, these, back, these back-to-back right? seasons. Yeah. Now I, 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 I what I really want to say is not often will you see a star take over March Madness. DiVincenzo comes to mind. It really comes down to a lot of team play. Even last year, Baylor, you didn't know who Davion Mitchell was until really the Sweet right. 16. Right. Um, Keegan Murray has the potential to do that this year. Interesting. I think he's that good. Interesting. Like he's being mocked right now, and of course this can change if they do make the run. I think they might make. He's being mocked in the 10 to 14 I was range. About to say, they're when my big board comes out, I promise you Keegan Murray is <laughs> no further than six. Well, he got to prove it in the run now. He got to he got to prove it in the tournament. Yeah. He got to prove it in the tournament. Yeah. Well, I'll say this. They have Richmond, who I think is – let me check the other 12 seeds. I think Richmond is the weakest 12 seed. Maybe UAB, but UAB has Jelly Walker, who's tough. No, UA, UAB can score. I don't want to see them. Uh, I think Richmond's the worst 12 seed. And I think the worst four seed in the tournament Providence. is Providence. <laughs> it's Providence. So we could chalk Iowa into the Sweet 16 right now. now, now the, 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 the thing that excites I have a worst. I, I want to hold for that because when my, we get to my lower seed sleep. All right, go ahead. Okay. 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 We go, we go, we put a bit in it. But, but the, I, have a, I have a thing that worries me about Iowa and a thing that excites me. The thing that worries me about Iowa is their slow starts. Like I've seen them yeah. like get off to these really slow starts and a lot of these big ball games and like don't don't lose momentum in the tournament, especially to start the ball game. Yep. Like that's that's very dangerous. But what excites me is that dynamic that we just talked about that flip in the in this most recent Fran McCaffrey team is having you know, the ball go from inside out, from Luca Garza back to your guards to Ryan Bohannon to now. I have a score, score on the wing in Keegan Murray that, that can right. slash and get in the inside that way. They haven't lost anything in the rebound department. They haven't lost anything in the three-pointing and free-throw shooting department, which are all key factors in the tournament. But I'm very excited. Like, I can't hard on it enough. Guard play in the tournament. Guard play, yep. guard play, guard play. Like, yep. But big man won't win you won't win you the tournament. Iowa's the there's they had the best player in college basketball from the inside. Duke, when they had like Vernon Carey and them, had the best players on the inside. The Duke won with Oklahoma, though. They did, but I mean, also with you know, with uh, Tyus Jones and Justice Winslow. Grace yeah. 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 Grayson Allen. There's nothing tournament. more I want to see than Keegan Murray versus Jabari Smith in the Elite Eight. Crazy. That would be sick. That would, that would be crazy. That would be crazy. My, my high seat sleeper. It's my turn. My high seat sleeper. My yeah. high seat sleeper. I like Indiana, man. Coming off just just this. This last, um, so we say high C, we're talking about. Oh, you got I slipped them. I fucked them. Okay, <laughs> high C, yeah, high C sleeper than Texas Tech. I don't there think, I don't think a lot of people are talking They're about not. Texas Tech, nope. even as a three seed man. Um, averaging over 70 points per game, seven to four against ranked teams, uh, this year in the regular season, a top 20 BPI as well. And they, they all talk about like the, the path that they have. To go to the Final Four, they play Alabama and then most likely Duke, and and those are two winnable games after their first round matchup. Like, I think they they very much have a path to go on, and they're just a team that plays a great brand of basketball. The Big Twelve was like really tough and gritty this year. You had to play defense in the Big Twelve to win games. Texas Tech does that, shoots the ball very well. Like, I I think they're just a team that they have a three seed, so you feel like you should have heard about them. 
throughout the season, but they hovered around that, yeah. you know, 9 to 14, 15 ranking all season. They're also not they got a boost. Name. Yeah. They're not. Well, I mean, they got they they were in national championship <laughs> two years ago, three years ago. Like, you, you would think. And then, we're, I believe we're in the Elite Eight or Final Four, not to a year or two after that. Like, I, they've made runs in recent years, but you're, you're right. They're not a sexy team, and I don't know why. I've had my eye on Texas Tech pretty much all season as the Big 12 started to become a gauntlet. I was, I was State had a run. Big 12 they knocked them down. Yeah. Kansas State had a run. They got knocked down. And Texas Tech has stayed at the top with the big names of Kansas and, and stuff like that. So I, I really like Texas Tech in the tournament. Yeah, I think I'm that's gonna, a good I'm going to talk about my favorite. Hello, seed, 13 seed. South Dakota State. Yeah, you guys really tripped me up with that, you, by the it's way. Bizarre. It's bizarre. Matt started like, that. In that's the my fault. That's my fault. <laughs> yeah, you, you, <laughs> like, you should have clarified you think, that. You think high is good. You think low is bad. That's what I was, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I was yeah. thinking. Okay. Yeah, it was kind of, but number-wise, it's, I was yeah. thinking high digits-wise. I want to talk about the South Dakota State Jackrabbits. Go ahead. Great team. <laughs> Might as well. Give them no, some time. I, I also want to say, Matt stole my Gonzaga. I rolled with it. <laughs> Matt stole the South Dakota State. She had to pivot. I let him have that one. But I'm in so with this too. Tell, talk to him, man. <laughs> right, right, right. So they've won 21 games in a row. They went 30 and four this year. Mm. I love tournament teams from mid majors that don't know about losing. True, because true. they're they're just yep. allergic to it. So they they're it's not like some oh they went 25 and nine and won their conference tournament. No, they went thirty and four, yeah. won twenty twenty one in a row. Matt, tell them what tell them what they did the last two times they were in the tournament, round of sixty four. What they do? Didn't they upset VCU? Oh, they won the last two times. Yeah. There <laughs> you go. There you go. Dakota State, baby. There you go. And this guy Baylor Shireman, I definitely knew his name forty eight hours ago. <laughs> he shoots forty seven percent from three. He's eighty of one sixty nine for the year from three, and from two, he's one of seven ninety six fifty. Four percent, and he's not even their leading scorer. Doug Wilson, the senior, sixteen point five points a game. I need a dominant tournament game from Doug, Doug Wilson. Wilson. That's exactly and again, I what did I say about Houston? Everyone on this team can shoot free throws. The worst free throw shooter is Doug Wilson at sixty-eight point six percent. They're the, I believe, they're the best three-point shooting team in the country. I think they're number and one in the country. They played Providence in the first round. We'll and get there. Providence is. A bad four seed. Pro- yep. Providence is a bad four seed. And I, I want to give a little bit of respect to Providence. We're going to get to Providence. As, 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 as you know, yeah, we'll as just them. a big we'll East ally, but they're a bad four Iowa seed. Iowa hasn't made a Sweet 16 since 1999. I got the South Dakota State Jackrabbits in my Sweet 16. Wow. I'm not 16. mad at Wow. Okay. I don't know. I was about to say I'm not mad at I'm not Sweet mad 16? at them being your sleeper. I don't know if they win two games now. I don't know if they win two games. We'll see. VTech. I, I don't know how they got an 11. Are they a sleeper? Could you? They're an 11 seed. I'm not saying they're a sleeper. They just won their conference uh, I agree with this too. They blew out Duke and UNC back to back games in a in a big in yeah. a yeah. in a big spotlight. And they're an 11 seed. That's true. I can, who so, not a lot so of people? Committee sleeping. Who not a lot of people are going to have in the Sweet 16? You've been you've been under yeah. Then you've been sleeping. I have him in the Sweet 16. I'll, uh, Matt gave out. We're in the same bracket, boy. I hate giving out these picks. But Matt said he has South Dakota State in the Sweet 16, so I'll give him this one. I got VTech in the Sweet 16. One, they're straight up better than Texas. We just want to look first round. Mm-hmm. The fact that Texas is a six is crazy. They have a lot of guys that never came together this season. I think that's a first round bounce. Two, they're an experienced team. Three seniors, two juniors. That's who they start. That's who they started all 35 games this season. It's a good season. nugget. It's a good nugget. No one's gotten hurt. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them has started every single game. 
And they're one of the best three-point shooting teams in the country. I mentioned how Iowa can shoot the three. VT shoots it better. Almost 40%. They're third in the entire country. And their opponents are shooting under 32%. You want to shoot in the tournament. You don't want to shoot with VT. Right, right. You think you can shoot? You can't shoot with VT. You can't shoot with VT. They got shooters over there? They got shooters over there. They got shooters over there. I've seen basketball. This wasn't the hot, sexy team midseason. That was Wake Forest. Wake Forest fell off. Right, right. VT stood up, took those shoes. Beat Duke, won the ACC championship, where a lot of people believe in that momentum going in. I agree with Matt. If you haven't lost since, like, December, like South Dakota State has, that's big. I'm not putting too much stock into that because I think the ACC was pretty weak this year. I mean, I got the weakest team in the country, so (laughs) we don't even need to talk about them. I I love how Virginia Tech fits the romantic nature of March and March Madness because they're only in the – they won their first ever ACC tournament ever, and they needed a three-pointer in overtime – at the buzzer to beat Clemson or else they'd be in the NIT as like a three seed. And it's it's just, that's what makes March so great. It's that kind of, oh, and then they win, they beat UNC, they beat Duke. And now they're in the, they're an automatic bid in the tournament for winning the ACC. It's just, I love the narrative. That's crazy. An automatic power six team is an 11 seed. That doesn't have much. (laughs) I remember Georgia won the SEC tournament like 10, 15 years ago. With a losing record, and we're like a fourteen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Virginia Tech. If you watch, I'm big on V Tech. If you watch the way they beat Duke, that's the way you win, like tournament games, like that. That that style of play. Even though Paolo Bancaro got you know got his semi in the tournament, they they came up in huge spots in that game, and like, I mean, they they went to Duke out the gym. It it was it was crazy to see. I'm um, I'm, I got him in the Sweet Sixteen. I Texas is. Texas can't be. I'm low on. I'm low on Texas. Texas can't be. I like. I individually, the players that Texas had, it I didn't like come them. together. All but I, I like the way you it said hasn't, that. Man, they, it didn't come together. Yeah. All right, my lower seed sleeper is lower seed sleeper. Tongue twister. There is Indiana, the team that everyone just watched win that playing tournament, Tough. that play that playing game, Tough. um, the other night. Trace Jackson Davis might be in another mode right now. A monstrous playing game and momentum is you know is a lot in in March Madison in the tournament. And I like the way, like we we watch teams, you know, come into the play and as big teams, as power five teams, power six teams with big names that didn't have that great of a season. And then when they get that win and get into the tournament, then they start playing these familiar teams or these lesser teams, and they start winning. I think Indiana fits that mold. Also, they played in, to me, undoubtedly the best conference in the country this year yeah, in the Big Ten. I would agree. And and they've. They've put up a good fight against most of the teams because they played they played so well at home this year. They were like Rutgers where if this tournament was played in Indiana, they might win the national championship. Like that's how well they could play at home. So I know they have a you know at least a farthest punch against the best type of teams in the country. And I think they can ride a, a hot hand in Trace Jackson Davis. Also underweight, underrated. I like Mike Woodson as a coach in the I was tournament. Just about to say for that. some reason Rated. I love Mike Woodson as a coach in the tournament. Uh, so so give me give me Indiana now. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. 
Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Your criteria was like you could see them making a run. To be honest, if they won the round of 64 and lost in the round of 32, I wouldn't be too surprised. I might actually have that right. in most of my brackets. But that's a 12 over 5. But that's I a, mean, yeah, that's, that's... And that's a team at midway through... February was outside of even the bubble conversation right. looking in, and it took a couple big wins even to put them on the bubble, and then they went to play in a game like that. Yeah, so. I, I think they're a good team. Uh, the, the one concern I have is I do like Chase Jackson Davis. He's not really a true five. They play him as a true five. You could get in trouble there. Close basketball five, though. Right, kind of, though, but he's you know? still like small for that. I, I do like just talent-wise, the moves he makes in the paint are very good. I think he's His a good player. around the rim is crazy. They might – be a little too reliant on him when the shots aren't falling. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Xavier Johnson's their point guard, good player, prone to make a lot of mistakes. Hasn't been in the tournament yet. I'm he, as a pit guy. He went to pit. I watched him for three years at pit, or two, three years. I'm excited to see what he has going. Miller Kopp has not been playing as hot. So th- when this team comes together, I agree with you. And I, I, Indiana, it's like can play with anybody. Yeah, they they should have beat Iowa, the team I already talked mm-hmm. about as being so good. They should have beat them in the Big Ten semifinals. And I've seen a lot of times this year, Trace Jackson Davis. I mean, I've seen him do that, but I've also seen him down the stretch of games, like make a, 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 like bad plays right. to lose Indiana the game. So it's. You know, I don't want to say it's a flip of a coin, but it's, it's like, dependent on which Trace Jackson Davis you get at the end of yeah. basketball game. There's also certain teams where, like, athleticism really works, and those mm. are the teams that can shoot. Indiana right. can shoot, and the athleticism helps. I'm going to get to another team that can't shoot in the athleticism or they're overly relying on. But Indiana, when they find that all together, it can work. Right. I'm excited to see them. I actually think now that they beat Wyoming, I was hesitant on the pick. I think I'm going to have them over St. Mary's as well, so I like the pick. Wow. It's over a five. They're bound to happen. All right. 
we're going to move on to the to round out this March Madness talk. We're going to overrated teams, man, which seems the juicy that you're like, I cannot believe they got this high of a seed. They don't deserve it. Matt, start us off. Who's most overrated? Wisconsin. Quick. The, the, with, the, with the Big Ten Player of the Year on their Johnny team. Davis? Yeah, with the Big Ten Player of the Year on their team. Uh, like, the I can way hear they this. ended their season is disgraceful. Just horrible. All they had to do to win the Big Ten outright regular season title is beat Nebraska. Nebraska. <laughs> and yeah. they lost. And how did they respond to like getting embarrassed? Like, oh, we didn't win outright. We're going to win the tournament. Boom. First game they play, <laughs> Michigan State, they lose. I hate it's, them it's Tom Izzo in March, though. That's Tom Izzo in March, though. I don't care. You got to. That's Tom Izzo in March, man. You cannot lose at Nebraska. And then after the embarrassment, lose to Michigan State right after that. No, I, that I can't, agree. That can't happen. And Ken Palm doesn't like them at all. They're the lowest rated three seed in 20 years. Mm. And I just really hate that they got such a favorable draw because they, they could almost. I think, I, I, I that's what I was about to say. I think you draw. I think you hate their path almost as much as you hate their seed. I don't think like, it's that favorable of a draw. I, I, Who they got? They got uh, LSU would be second or Ohio State, but then L- Auburn and on the other I'm side, very low on LSU. Other side, we're looking at Kansas, Iowa, Providence up top. If they do make it to the Elite Eight, LSU is a good draw. No, but but for, it, for me, like I wanted to, if they pick, beat I hated Wisconsin seeding so much. I wanted to pick against them early. And but like, okay, I but, can't pick Colgate. To me, the, to me, to me, the first two games are favorable. Then you run up into the juggernauts of yeah, Auburn that's and, tough. And, and, and Kansas. But Colgate, I mean Colgate is Colgate. LSU is very, very they favorable. They just fired Will Wade. Like you, you can't fire your coach LSU's, before. LSU is a good team, though. That you can't, you can't fire your coach the game before you go into the national tournament and, and expect me to pick I you would. past. I don't even want to pick him against Iowa because Iowa State was really good at one point in the season. I I, I hesitate picking them against Iowa State to be honest. Like not not your head coach, man. Can't shoot free throws. All of a, all of a sudden, they're a, they're a six seed. We'll they, see. We'll see. They won like eighteen games in a regular season. They were a good team. We'll see. Like I, I, I want to get back to the constant. Though. I don't want that. Go ahead. Go ahead. I agree with Matt. Uh, overrated for a three seed. In fact, I think they're the only three seed that can lose. I think just unfavorable draws. I think Colgate is actually a solid squad. If there's one fourteen seed that I think can win, it's Colgate. I don't think Longwood can be Tennessee. I don't think Montana State can beat Texas Tech. Yale, Purdue, who knows? But they still probably can't no, win. Purdue is going to wax. Now, I think Colgate, Colgate can win against Wisconsin. Nah. They're not going to. Nah. They're not going to. Nah. I think Matt's right in Wisconsin's overrated because they're a three seed. If Wisconsin's a six, we're not having this conversation. I think they're a fine squad. Johnny Davis, I think, is a good player. I think everyone around him is maybe not as good. Mm. I, I I don't think they're a three. Do I think they're the weakest three? Let's look. Yeah, I think they're they the weakest three. They also can't shoot the three at all. Yeah. At all. Yeah. I think they're overrated in being a three what's seed, your, what's but I your, still think they're a good team. They're still a top 25 team. What's your criteria for doing well in the tournament? What's your... You, I think you have to play defense is the biggest one. I don't think that, I, I don't think I, I, I don't want to discredit your your list, but I don't think it's the biggest. But go ahead. Go ahead. I think playing being able to play D is the biggest one. I think being capable of hitting the three. I don't think you have to be a good three point shooting team, but you can't be a bad one. And limiting turnovers. Just getting back to the fundamentals is how you win college basketball games. There's a reason the best coaches tend to win, not the mm-hmm. best players. True, true. So, so I think that's kind of where I would say defense, limiting turnovers, and capable of making the threes. What does Coach K say? Just be able to make the corner three. The corner three. Yeah, because that's the easiest three-point right, shot. That's, that's Coach K three. says that all the time. 
If you miss some other ones, it's fine. Just be able to make the corner three. I, I think my criteria, I like the limiting, the limiting turnovers. I think this, I encompass that and a couple other points when I say you have to be able to play at a fast pace. Right. Um, like that's why, like, I think you can turn the ball over a little bit because you have so many possessions in the NCAA tournament. You just have to be able to capitalize off other turnovers and, you know, Correct. have to be, you know, can't, can't turn the ball over a ton. I think you have to shoot, be able to shoot the ball really well, not really well, but I think you have to be able to shoot the three ball at above average three point shooting team. And I think you need to control the glass, the they rebounding, were, whoever wins the rebounding matchup a lot yeah. in NCAA tournament games ends up winning. Wisconsin was four and four when 40% of their field goal attempts were threes. Which means that if they fall behind and they have to start shooting, they're dead. I mean, yeah, I mean, Wisconsin, their 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 track record is it isn't the greatest. Five and three against ranked teams, uh, BPI ranking of twenty seven, uh, averaging seventy points a game. You know, giving up sixty six points a game. I mean, it's a that's that's a shaky twenty four and seventeen. I think like they're just seeded a little too high. That might be. A I think that's where it is. But I think they're okay. Okay, it's not like they're bad. Give me, give me your overrated teams. They have no shot of making the final four, unlike some like four and five seeds that are out there. Maybe All right, fair enough. Uh, my overrated teams are a pair of four seeds, and we mentioned one Providence, so I'll run through it real quick. Providence is a four seed, right? That means you expect them to be one of the sixteen best teams in the tournament. Well, Ken Palm has them close to 50, 48th. Matt has already touched on it enough. They only lost five games this season. I get it, but that's overrated. Of the big yeah, don't get teams, me started. Don't get me started. Of the biggest teams that are in the tournament, Talk Providence to played them. They went four and four. Got swept by them cats. Not to mention the only biggest team with a higher seed is Nova. And if we want to talk about Nova against that same group of teams, they're eight and two against Big East teams that are in the tournament. Talk to, talk to them. So I, I think they're just a little I, I don't think they're a bad team. I, I think they had a good year. But when it comes to the tournament, and now one, Providence didn't win the Big East Championship. I mean, they're not coming in hot, right? Their hottest was in January. They didn't even make the final. They the final. Their hottest point was in January when they were getting up there. So when it comes push comes to shove, I'm not taking this team over a team that's equally talented. I don't care that you can beat up on Xavier or Butler, who are both had worse years than usual this mm-hmm. year, right? I want to see you against the best teams, which I haven't really seen. And Matt mentioned South Dakota State. Get ready. That that could be one of the most fun four thirteen. Jack Rabbers, man. And then the other four seed who I really want to talk about, who I think is overrated because I've watched a lot of this team, is Arkansas. I'm with that too. I'm Arkansas. with that too. Not to mention the second toughest 13 seed to me is Vermont, who they have to play. Mm-hmm. But Arkansas can't shoot. They cannot shoot the basketball. <laughs> they are not shoot the basketball. 320th in the nation at three point percentage. <laughs> There's only like 350 teams. They're in the 300s. 320th. They've lived on the defensive side of the ball, but ultimately that hasn't worked out for them recently when you match up against other teams that can play defense like Tennessee. Sorry, Arkansas, it doesn't work. And while I think J.D. Note is a really good player, I think he, truthfully, really good offensive player, they're so reliant on him to score the basketball. 18.5 points per game, 30% usage rate. If your second best option is Aldi's Tony, another pick guy, who maybe is not their second best, but he's damn near the second best option, I can't trust you. I mm. cannot trust this Arkansas team. Thirty percent usage rate is is really high. JD Nook is a hell of a player. Yeah, yeah but yeah. but thirty percent usage rate is very very high for a college basketball team. There's there's Crazy. a reason. Yeah, there's a reason that you don't have a thirty percent usage rate. It's too much team ball, and that's like Russ numbers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and team, you're not. That, like that is not going to. There's is, some big men that get usage rate, but that's just them having true. the ball posting up. If you're a point guard. Or Note is maybe technically a two, but 
a guard guard. Like he's guard. Thirty mm-hmm. percent is very high. Trey Young might be the only player I've seen with a usage rate like that in college. And if you remember Trey Young in college, right. that man had the ball the entire shot clock. For it was working. Well, same but, school, Buddy Hill did it too. That's true. <laughs> that, the same that, thing. That's true. Um, my overrated team, and sorry for my main man Spencer McCurcher if he's listening to this. My overrated team is Duke. I and I, I like for the the criteria that you two set too is I don't like their high seed. I almost went at Baylor being a one seed, but Baylor's still a very good team. I just don't think they deserve to be a one seed anymore. Uh-huh. Duke, I think, is is just too high as as a two seed. One, you talk about, you know, losing, the getting blown out by Virginia Tech in the conference championship game. Also, like, I get people were trying to give UNC props for winning that game, that, that the last game of the regular season. I don't think Duke got punished enough for losing that last game of the regular season. Also a handed loss to North Carolina, right? And, and a game of, of that magnitude, like we talk about college rankings all the time, not just who you lose to, when you lose, how you lose. And that, you know, both of those losses and the timing of them are bad. I'm also not sold on Paolo Bancaro. I don't know how you guys I feel. I, I, I'm very interested in your future big board where Paolo yeah, Bancaro comes out. He turned me. I'm, I, I I'm did not, not a fan of I Paolo I was Bancaro. not buying in at all at the beginning of the year. I saw a couple games, um, really just a couple, like, spots in games couple pockets where he's playing really well he's better than i thought there were there were i didn't agree with him being like number less, one pick less often I than still not but less, he's better than i thought and to that point less often than not i saw i saw him give me a complete game so right. when it's a win less often than not, i see you give me a complete game i'm not sold on you duke has only played what two ranked teams all season, all regular season, no one was ranked in the ACC, but them. ACC was trash. But except except for North Carolina after they beat right. Duke, but and they, they yeah, only played those... Gonzaga in December. Right, right. They... Wake was <laughs> in they, December. Wake, Wake could have been ranked when they played. Um, they beat Gonzaga. And they didn't. They also though, yeah. did they beat Kentucky. They also beat Kentucky, didn't they? The first I think game of the season. I I think yeah, they're up in a good. Duke's yeah, got the pieces. Good. I don't know why it's not coming together right now. Well, and I think. AJ Griffin's even making a leap AJ, right now. AJ, AJ Griffin, Griffin has now become a good player on this team. Where that, that's where the focus should reliable be. The focus it. should be AJ Griffin, right. not Paolo Bancaro going in the tournament. But I have yet to see, and I, I, I will be honest, I haven't watched every single Duke game, but the last eight regular season games were on ESPN. I watched a lot of them. So I, I didn't see a game, at least in a big moment. Virginia might be the only game I saw where – Everybody had a good game on Duke, where everyone was was hitting in their spots. Everyone was having their game. It's either Paolo has his game, and then AJ Griffin doesn't have his game, and Mark Williams doesn't yeah. step up like he should. Like I, think, I haven't, I haven't seen everybody. I think put that good. together. They, I do think they've good, really though. been struggling just the last four games, losing to UNC, almost losing to Syracuse when Buddy Beheim was out, barely beating Miami, then losing big to Virginia Tech. That's terrible form going into the biggest tournament of. Coach K's career. Hey, don't let, don't let the names of these, these teams fool you. Like, normally, you you think of a normal ACC. Syracuse is bad. And yeah, yeah. Syracuse, Miami's mediocre. Syracuse only played well they the time that they knew they were on ESPN. Syracuse should have beat Duke without Buddy Behan. Yeah. But, but Syracuse. <laughs> Buddy Behan didn't even play. Syracuse played very well against Vonova. They played very well against Duke. The ESPN games. When they were off ESPN, when they were off the spotlight, they weren't, they weren't playing that well. So, like, I, I don't give a lot of stock in the in – Syracuse. I, I don't give a lot of stock into Miami. Miami played ball at the at the end of the season. They Miami's started not to, bad. They, they they started to pick it up late, but that that's not an excuse for like why you edged out a game against Miami. You've been a top ten team all season. I shouldn't. You shouldn't have been eking out these wins in the corners and semifinals, and then getting scraped off in the championship. It just. That, I think got to move you off the two line. I'm not gonna lie. I maybe agree with you. Duke's a little overrated. 
Um, but I think they got they have the guys that can get it done. I'm a big Mark Williams it fan. Is I'm a huge, big huge. Mark Williams fan. See, I'm fan. a big AJ Griffin fan. I'm also a big AJ uh, Griffin fan. I like Wendell more, even though he hasn't showed it for me. I don't know why. I loved him in high school though, but he hasn't been that guy yet. Um, I think the cool thing recently, um, since they've lost that UNC game, is to write Duke off. Then they lose the ACC championship. Write Duke off. It's Coach K's last season. We already talked about how it's a favorable draw for Gonzaga at the one seat at the top of the show. Duke's in the same bracket. Mm-hmm. Favorable draw for Duke, too. I don't, I'm not sure if I'm going to really pick him to come out of here. Uh, like, it's still tough for me to have him over Gonzaga, but it's not tough for me to have him over every single other team in the West region. And Coach K's last year, these guys are motivated. Say they get to a Sweet 16. Say they mm. get to an Elite Eight. Mm. It's game time to start playing. They, got I wish, the, they I w- have the talent to do it. They, I, but, and the point I was getting to is it's confusing me why it's not coming together because I think this is one of the more talented Duke teams. They've had a, incredible teams, yeah. and I think this team talent-wise is up there. Mark Williams, they haven't really had a big guy like that. No, Mark Williams is a beast. Jeremy Roach came on late at the end of the season too, but I wish the it being his last season thing mattered because if it did, North Carolina wouldn't have stunk last year. It, don't, it doesn't they, matter. They, they didn't just stink. North Carolina, Roy Williams said this is the worst North Carolina team I've ever had and then peaced out out of it. It doesn't matter, like, but to Coach K, this one does mean a little more. Yeah, then why did they beat UNC? Like if it mattered, then why, why aren't those Regular things happening? Regular season games. Why are the – Kyle, should have won the ACC. Kyle, this, that's the, that, that's <laughs> not just a regular I'm season not gonna game. Lie. I'm not going to lie. It's not coming together for them right now. Right. But I am no shot am I as down as them on them as a lot of the public narrative is right now. And the cool thing has been like to hate on Duke. And, hey, I loved when UNC beat them. We talked about it on the show, like winners and losers. That was awesome to watch. Mm-hmm. But I still think this team's good, man. I do. I really do. I have a hunch. And I don't want them to be good. But I still I, think and, I, and, and it's funny because I'm the opposite of that. I don't I don't dislike Duke. Like I'm I'm at, like I know that's like kind of against the grain. You either love Duke or you hate Duke. Right. I'm like pretty indifferent. If they're good, they're good. If they stink, they stink. Like it doesn't really I'm just one of those guys like affect me. The only thing I don't like I hate is Nova. But my my <laughs> what did you just say? You didn't know that? Yeah, what? Why are you know? Oh, big, old Big East way battles. Back. Yeah, old, way old back. Yeah, that was my whole childhood. That's grained in. Maybe that's yeah. why I didn't like. That. Maybe that's why I didn't, it didn't register. Um, Duke but, hasn't made a Final Four in seven years. It's the longest drought in the in Coach K's tenure. Let's snap it. Hey, they may be hungry, man. Lucky number hey, eight. Hey, and hey, Spencer, if you're listening to this, my man, I love you, bro. You know this is this. Is, you know he's gonna be really mad at me and, and make me root against Duke because he did go up with me to the Big East Championship in New York City and was screaming. You should have seen this kid walking around New York City screaming, go Cats. I was so proud. So <laughs> he did He did give me that. So I, I apologize for that, Spencer. But that rounds out tournament talk. We all are in the same pool. And if Jake Alley gets his, if Jake gets his bracket in We got to get Jake in. We're going to yeah, text him after this. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get him in. I'm in like, I think it's my most I've been in ever. I've been like five. I'm in three. I'm coming for everybody. I'm coming for all the bread. I'm actually in two, but I got the invite to my uncles who just does like a family one. You got to join. And then the work. Do you count the work one? I'm not in a work one. Your work is we're lame. in a group. We're in a group with the people at work, but it was just like my team. We didn't do like a big bracket at work. Oh, so you got to work. You have a work work one. No money. I don't care. I'm just, the work I'm just, one never has. The, right. My work ones never have True. money in You're it. Right. Yeah, yeah, the work You're ones right. have money in it. I care about the money. Exactly. <laughs> That's why I'm in so many. I'm, I'm coming for all of them. But March Madness tips off Thursday uh, is when the first games start. The playing, the last playing games are tonight, Wednesday right. night. But you know what it is. You know what time of year it is. It is the skip class, not pay attention at your job, call in sick, whatever you got to do. 
to watch and be posted to Turner Sports Network from now until the, the first week of April. It's going to be. Well, so you see the Google Trends, what channels True TV? Yeah, right? yeah there you go. There you go. True Six, TV. Got you. 683 on Verizon. I got yeah. you. The only time I ever watched and Practical True Jokers TV. commercials coming back. Yeah. <laughs> got to plug them. They got to plug them. Because it's like a whole, new, a whole new Practical Jokers um, probably on dynamic. Tour. We're going to find out. That's, that's fun. All right, time to go from college basketball to NBA basketball because we have been watching for this past month maybe the best scoring in NBA history. I don't, I haven't been alive for all 75 years of the NBA. I can't imagine that we've seen this amount of scoring in the league in prior years. There have been 50 or have been, what, 16 50-point games this season. Half of them have come in the last 17 days we've seen. Kyrie do it. We've seen KD do it. We've seen LeBron do it twice. We've we've seen Cat do it. I mean, DeMar did it earlier, but we saw DeMar pretty much kick it off, right? When he did it. Didn't y'all just do it? Everybody do it. (laughs) Jason Tatum did it. Everybody do it. Who who didn't do it? If you're you're one of your best players, one of your favorite players, hasn't dropped 40 or 50 in the the last month or two in the NBA season, your your favorite player is really lacking. So real quick, that's, that's all you really need to umbrella of it. What's been the most impressive part about this scoring barrage that we're seeing in the NBA right now? Uh, the impressive individual performance uh, was last night, Kyrie Irving 41 in the first half. Come on, man. That's stupid. Come on, man. Stupid. Finished with 60. Kyrie was, stupid. Kyrie was pulled with eight minutes to go with 60 points. In so, Kobe's 81-point game, he had 58 points with eight minutes to go. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals, each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. 
Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Were the, but they weren't. Yeah, I mean, he was in a dog fight. He was in a dog like, fight with man, the Raptors. Yeah. yeah. And he, they, were, they were blowing up. No, 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 no. I know. I'm just like, saying. He got 22. Yeah. Not, hey. like, the, Kyrie could have had 70. Right. He's he's not, a, hey, hey, he had 41 in the first half on 14 from 19 from the field. 73% that was from the field. Definitely the most impressive to me. 41 what? in the first half is ridiculous. Uh, I think Tatum's 54 um, against who they played the. Nets, yeah, that was against the Nets. Mm-hmm. That was maybe the big m- time. That was maybe you know the most surprising to me, the most one that like had a more impact on my opinions on the NBA. Mm-hmm. I know Kyrie can, I mean, 41 and a half, but I know Kyrie can get against the Magic too. Yeah, <laughs> and Jalen Suggs isn't even playing, who's no. probably the best guard defender on that team. Yeah, Jason Tatum was against so Tatum to me was the most eye opening, probably mm-hmm. the one that really showed me the most. Like, Yo, that's one that's against KD. Not that he's a good defender, but you got to show up against those guys if you think you're one of those guys, which Tatum clearly does. Right. 54 and a win against the Nets was big, I, I think. And really the reason I've kind of been pushing some Celtic stuff the past two weeks on this show is what I'm seeing out of Jason Tatum. So to me, that was very impressive as well. Yeah. I think the saddest part is the Lakers' point because they're 2-8 and eight since the All-Star break, and they're 0-8 oh in games where LeBron doesn't have 50 points. Like it just shows how horribly constructed that team is, and we don't LeBron hammer has that. to go nuts to just yeah. get him to win a game. We don't gotta hammer and anymore. LeBron fifty six, the most he's had. I think the third most he's had in his career, and he had dropped fifty two. The other, it's just boy, the Lakers are a disaster. But on the other end of fifty point game excellence, Kyrie and KD, first teammates in NBA history of the back to back fifty point games. Which is mm-hmm. scary, crazy. It's yeah. just scary. I, I, I like. I'll, I'll bring another aspect of of the fifty point game. So the most impressive one to me was LeBron's. Not not the fact that remember he's thirty six and this is thirty seven. Thirty seven. This is year nineteen. Thirty six. Yeah, this, this is this is year nineteen that he's doing this. Um, and the fact that he did it twice. But I see the mentality shift of LeBron, like. When they started getting blown out in the beginning of the season, it would weigh on him so much. Take him out of his game. He's, He's start, not even playing defense bro, anymore. <laughs> no, now it's, now it's like, I could care less what y'all are doing on the court. I'm going to get mine. Yeah. If that's a scoring title, if that's some, he's chasing something in his mind. I think it's a scoring title. Yeah, it, it, that yeah. Is, it's LeBron-centric, and it's not the Lakers. And this is, like, maybe the first time I've seen him do it this blatantly. Like, like I've, I've, I've never seen LeBron be so, like, Unbothered by the consequences of, of his team being bad, like well, we've seen, is... we've seen his team struggle, but we've seen that weigh on him so much. And now he's getting blown out. He's chirping with fans. He's letting stuff loose. He's he's having fun with the game. I'm, I'm a crazy, you know, a crazy expletive. You know what he's doing on the court? Like it's it's a it's a it's a worry. He's he's lifted the we stink off of his shoulders and like, hey man, I'm just gonna go and get mines. And that's impressive for me to that's see impressive. LeBron. Flip that switch and continue to have success through the season. Yeah. Uh, you know it's going to be the best? When they still make the play-in tournament? Yeah. It's going to be hilarious. Cause, cause, and, and, like, I don't know if I'd want to see them get, just get wiped more or actually make the playoffs and, like, get swept. 
I mean, it'd be, they're going to get swept by us again. Well, Same thing to happen. They're not, they're not going to make the playoffs. They're going to lose in the play-in tournament. I hope so. See, no, I don't know see, which Matt, one I want more. Here's the thing, Matt, I don't know which one I want more. LeBron getting 4-0 swept in the first round would make me so happy to see. Like him Such a hater. Such a hater. It's such a hater. Let me, hate, let me give my one year. This is the one year you can actually like. I hate last the year. Last year. Last year. Maybe still make the playoffs and were thought they would be competitive. I, I mean, after they had day some one injuries. Is, like that was some injuries. This is a team that's been bad all year, right? I I don't love the Russell Westbrook disrespect. I totally get his point about that, and they're going about that. That's fine. But this team was supposed to win, and they're just literally playing bad. I bring up Russ because he was supposed to be good. No, he's he's the one. They like, have had like minor injuries, but he's the one that he's got no excuse. But they will get Anthony Davis back. You know, pseudo close to that playing game, and they had to win. This isn't a series. They got to win. I guess two. Two. Yeah, they got to win two. But in a one game playoff, I'm taking LeBron. Like it's sure. it's. I got to win one game. Let's talk about it too. By the way, real I gotta, quick. I got to win one game. This is the issue I have, and I know the NBA wants the ratings and something. But there's going to be a scenario where whoever wins that 9-10 game could be 10 games back yeah. of the team that lost the 7-8 game, and they're playing a one-game playoff. I understood the play-in tournament. Terrible. There has to be a threshold to where, like, nah, if you're back, like, mm-hmm. eight games from the actual playoffs or seven games from the eight like, seed, there's no play-in. I, I, that, that can't be a thing. I don't mind the play-in. I don't see the need for it anymore. I saw the need for it in the bubble. I saw the need for it when we had a shortened season, yeah. even even last year, because last year's season was still short, and you're giving teams a chance to make that up. Yeah. We, I mean, I guess we still only have 70 games, but in an in 82-game season... It's not going to Yeah, I, I better not see a play-in tournament in a normal season. Well, this is 82-game season. So I are playing 82 this year. So I but the Lakers are 12 games ahead of the Rockets, 10 games behind the Timberwolves. Like That's, that's how that's bad the they thing. are. The gap between them and the worst team in the league is slightly smaller. Like, bigger I still than the gap between them are, and the uh, T-Wolves. The T-Wolves are, how many games is that? 11 and a half. Or no, That's just 10. 10. The T-Wolves are 10 games above being out of the traditional playoffs. Or playoffs. 10 games above being the nine seed. They shouldn't have to play in the play-in tournament. That's where my issue is with this. Right. 10 games in an 82 game season, that is a lot of ground that they have separated between Yeah, you def- you definitively yeah. you, you def- are a playoff team. Not that like not that I think the Timberwolves are going to lose, but it's very possible where they have to play two games that they lose two. Like the T-Wolves probably have multiple stretches this season where they lost two games in a row. Oh, uh, the Lakers where, are like, going to make the playoffs. I just re- because the Timberwolves are going to beat the Clippers, Lakers will beat the Pelicans, and then Clippers Lakers will be a home game for the Lakers. Even though it's a, the Clippers are home, right? <laughs> like we'll see. I, I, I just think there's. I, I'm fine with the plan. I get your point that, because we've never had it before, and it's never really been an issue. But when it is close, like say there are some like close years where like two games separate eighth, ninth, and tenth. Yeah, that's cool. Let those teams duke it out. It's funny because I like the plan because it gives teams a chance, but at the same time, I don't like the plan because it gives teams a chance. Like right. if it gives you a chance because you were missed it by one or two games, cool. Because yeah, you, you might have just ran out of real estate. If it shouldn't give you a chance if you're ten games back, you lost your chance. It like made, you, you were not in the picture anymore. You know what it made sense in? It made sense in baseball when you're only pulling four teams to the playoffs. Right. They're like, yeah, you know, let's bring another one. And we'll see how baseball looks next year. I know they're changing it all up, but what baseball did with a one game where two teams play each other to make the playoffs, that's fine. Only four teams from each uh, National League and American League were making the playoffs. The NBA, half of the league makes the playoffs. The NBA, that's where I think you don't really The NBA it. has a regular season problem where you can just like tank 
or just be really bad for a lot of the regular season and still be the favorites when your conference like the Nets are this year. The Nets, are the I don't know what the solution is, but there has to be a solution. It's a one-off year, though. And but they're like the Lakers were highly rated when they were the seven seed last year. Uh, the Knicks they made got the bounced fin- first round. I know the Knicks <laughs> made the finals from an eight seed before. Yeah, like the the regular teams coast so much in the regular season. Um, I Adam Silver's been like exploring some like in season tournaments, kind of like how like soccer has, but that won't that won't work here. I don't no. think there's. I don't know what the solution is, but I think sport in general in America has to value regular season more than they currently do. Nah. Hockey's really bad too with it. Yeah, it's tough when you play that many games and half it should the, matter. Half the league still makes the playoffs. Yeah, it should, but like at the same time, one, they're not going to change it now. No, it's too much. <laughs> playoffs are too much money, but and yeah. also just too much like history. Like you know, it actually be the worst if they, like LeBron gets to forty k and then they just change it. Oh, we're only playing fifty games a year. Like, no, no, no. No one ever touched it. LeBron's record never. Yeah, no one ever touched it. I don't think you change the number. I think you reward the teams that are high up in the standings more. And I'm not exactly So sure you how. just cut playoff teams. That'd no, be the I way don't even it. know if you cut, but like. What it's else like, it, like in the first round, one eight, the one seed only has to win three out of seven instead of four out of oh, seven. That's like, crazy. Except like right. that. Now he's getting crazy. It's All funny right. because if we, if we put a list, if we compiled a list of. All of Statmat's Statmat's like suggestions to fix, like you know, the rules to some of these games and and the, the structure to some of these leagues would be insane. Would be wild. We won't be playing basketball anymore. Yeah, <laughs> but Statmat would have it all different. But we're almost out of time for this episode of Straight Facts. As always, we can get some shots up at the buzzer before we ride out. Got something to say at the buzzer? Matt, right, you can go first. Go ahead. I want to shout out my Liverpool. Go ahead. They were down 12 for, points. For the, for the three Liverpool fans listening right now. <laughs> they were down 12 points to Man City <laughs> in January. Looked like Man City was going to run with the league. Mm. Mo Salah, Joel Matip all had to leave for the AFCON Cup. And Sadio Mane all had to leave. It looked like, oh, Liverpool's going to drop some games and Man City will run away with it. Liverpool has not lost. And they are now one point behind Manchester City with 10 games to play. And... Uh, they play Man City once during that time. So it's game on. The quadruple is on. They'd be the first English team to ever win all four major trophies in the season if they win the – they already won the League Cup. They're in the quarters of the FA Cup. They're in the quarters of the Champions League, and they're a point behind in the Premier League. Go Reds. <laughs> there you go. What was that, the that was good. That's good. I like I that. that. I like. I, really, I wish I had responses. Yeah. I, I really wish do. I could really talk to you about soccer. I just can't. I had stopped following ever since Barcelona started puking on themselves. I'll, I'll tune into the World Cup. I used to know all the players. I still know a bunch of the good players just from playing FIFA. But <laughs> right, Kyle, we just say the buzzer. I just like it. Just kind of we didn't get to the NFL, but it is crazy that the Steelers picked up Mitch Trubisky to be a starting quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> that one kind of shocked me. Yeah, that yeah. one kind of shocked me today. One year like, deal too. One like. QBs like you could get Will Willis or Pickett probably with the trade, like Pickett and Pickett's starting to get some attention, man. And like you need a quarterback, you need a franchise quarterback. You have one in your own town. You have one that all your fans want. You have one that fits the system you have. And, and I'm that, happy, and that you're in a position. To and draft. I'm actually so happy that Kenny Pickett just got taken off the table for the two teams I didn't want him to go to: Washington because he'd be in the division, and Pittsburgh because I just want him out of Pittsburgh for his career. Um. 
but Mitchell Trubisky was the choice. Was the consolation prize? It didn't no consolation. They said, oh, no, that's going to be our quarterback." What did you? What are they going to do this year? <laughs> I mean, that's that's like that, no. That's like, what they he brought is. him in to be the starting quarterback. <laughs> they brought and him. I don't in. think is Trubisky's he, like terrible, but, but but Trubisky doesn't win a playoff but, game. But it, but is he? But is he brought in to win? And, and is it? He's in to be the starting quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers, it, who have a good team, the best defensive player in the league, arguably weapons around him. A rookie running back who was the best rookie I'll push running back, back in the, the weapons league last a little year. bit. I'll push back on the weapons a little uh, bit. Deontay's like, good and Najee's good. I mean, that's two weapons. A history of winning. It, it has to be weird just to be a Steelers fan. It, it's got to be because are you chasing – is this team built to win a championship? And in, in your heart of hearts, when you're Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers organization, you look at your team, is this team built to win a championship right now? We, we have a good defense. With an elite quarterback, last year they, they would have had a shot. Big Ben was terrible. Still made the playoffs. It's it's so it's weird when you talk about these teams. It was like they're still really good. Just the Steelers are always really good. It's weird. I think the Steelers are doing a full rebuild because they know the AFC is so stacked with talent. So Trubisky's the guy. Getting, it's not a full rebuild, but it's ahead of the curve. I, I see it. Yeah, Mitch, and Trubisky no, like is, one is to the two bridge year, quarterback. Like, yeah. yeah, he's the bridge quarterback. And that was just that the most sense. random piece. Of, we have all these NFL news going crazy. MLB news is going crazy at the same time. It's pretty cool having these free agencies overlap, and they never do. It's been a right. wild week talking sports. Uh, but that was the one that really surprised me. Yeah, that's crazy. I just wanted to hear the take on those. Mitch Trubisky? I, I mean, I thought I thought it was very underwhelming. I thought it was it's a, it's a head scratcher move that anyone I think would pin Mitchell Trubisky to be our our starting quarterback. Now, if he goes into a a situation where he has to to earn the job in camp, like he goes to a team yeah. and then they draft a quarterback as well, and then you know they they have to you know duke it out in camp and he wins it, albeit. But but, but to but to but to like you said, to hit your wagon to Mitch Trubisky right now and say he's definitively our, our starting quarterback for the next two years, yeah, I would I wouldn't want my team to do it. <laughs> Put it that way, I would I wouldn't want my team to. It do just it just blew me away. That's it, what's, yeah. Matt, you would say the buzzer. Oh, you did. Talked about you. He tuned him out when he talked. I'm so sorry. (laughs) You tuned out the whole soccer talk. Uh, Do you want to? Do you want to say it again? Do you you want to remind me what you said? No. Okay. Uh, uh, All I gotta say at the buzzer to to wind this episode is, um, Maddie Segrist for Villanova was like the third team All American this season. Great. Claps up for Maddie Segrist. Happy for us. He had such a great season. That's criminally underrated. You want to talk about who got underrated this year? I don't know how Maddie Segrist is third team. All American, all American. I don't want to take anything away from the first two teams, the, the girls who made the first two teams of the All American team for women's college basketball. I'm sure they had great years, but I'm talking about the second leading scorer in the country this year behind Caitlin Clark, and that's Maddie Segrist. I want to talk about a girl who was captaining a Villanova team who won 10 straight at one point, 11 of 12, and went to their conference championship game and only lost to one of the best teams in the country in UConn. Like, I, I want to talk about a girl who was doing all of that and more and lands herself on the third team All-American list. Like, I don't know. I'm sure you guys haven't paid too much attention to women's college basketball. Maybe not especially Villanova, except the times that I've been harping to you guys. Only about through it. your social media. And, and what has been consistent through my social media. They ended the UConn streak, which was really cool. Come on, man. Like, he's, he's, I, I just, I, I'd have to take a deeper dive into this list, but I'm going to use this opportunity to sing Maddie Seeger's prayers, wish Villanova men's and women's good luck in the national tournament. But that that's all I have to say at the buzzer. And that's all the time for we have. For this episode of Straight Facts, it was a good good one. Shout out to the Up On Game Network and our guy Jake Galley out there doing big, game, big things with his UFC podcast. But 
For my guys, Kyle Sarek and Stat Matt Robinson, I'm James Jackson. These have been the facts. Straight up. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.